0: Yeah, it's been... I miss the airport. Do miss the airport. Welcome back to the Nest College Football Podcast. My name is Chris, and we got... Got And this is episode 13 of the Nest College Football Podcast. We're back in action. We had one week hiatus for the holiday season, but we didn't take a break. We watched some football. Not all of it, because, you know... The bowl games don't mean as much nowadays. Everyone's yeah. opting out. We got COVID. We got the draft. It's not worth it, and I agree. But some teams are playing. We watch some of those, and we're gonna bring them to you. Got national landscape, and then Temple talk, and we got a big time announcement at the end of the show that we're gonna tease for next episode. Big time news on the show. Big time. Are we getting signed somewhere? Who knows? You're going to have to stay tuned. Hit it with the theme song. Let's kick it off with the New Year's Six Bowl Games. Yes, there was a big chunk of games that happened before that, right, Tony? But... Did did they matter if if a bunch are getting canceled and half teams are opting out because of the draft and because of covid but football is football there were some good ones what was maybe one game that you really liked and you watched before the New Year's 6 that you would want to touch on Before the New York say, or New Year's 6 Yeah just before the New Year's 6 any games that you liked to touch on
1: Obviously the the big the big one that stood out for all the wrong reasons, Tulsa, Mississippi State. Uh, but one that I really enjoyed watching uh, was West Virginia Army, which West Virginia won twenty-four twenty-one. But watching Army play against a Big 12 team, and, and really they controlled most of the game. So that was a fun game for me. But um, obviously Tulsa, Mississippi State, Mississippi State kind of stole
0: the, the uh, headlines for an unfortunate brawl. Yes, I must say those two games were probably the two most watched games for me. That Tulsa Mississippi State game, wild, wild with the brawls that went down at that game. Um, but we're going to bring. Oh, look at. Uh, did you know that Arkansas TCU, they just canceled that entire bowl game? Tony, I didn't see that. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's in, a new bowl.
1: the Sun Bowl's not. Sun is not. The
0: sponsor. Big time new sponsor. Yes. Yeah. Tony the Tiger. Frosted Flakes. Well, we're moving on to near six. And we kicked it off with well, they don't I don't like it, they don't put these in order. We had the Cincinnati-Georgia game. Came down to the wire. Cincinnati did not pull up the win. Georgia beat Cincinnati. Some may say Cincinnati hung in there. But at the end of the game, there was a safety. It was over. Three point game, Cincinnati could have won, but they didn't. And and in the records, the records will show the American Athletic Conference team did not pull out the win against the SEC. That's what's going to matter in the end. They didn't pull out the win, and they should have, and they could have.
1: Yeah, um, I agree one hundred percent with you, Chris. I think for Cincinnati, if anything can get pulled out of that game is with the with this year, the way that. the year of eligibility where it's given depending on what Cincinnati brings back, which uh, we'll probably have an episode on transfers and all that later down the line. But uh, depending on what Cincinnati brings back, you, you took Georgia down to the wire. Uh, there's no moral victories. Cause like you said, you didn't get the win, but when you bring all this talent back, if Cincinnati is able to, um, it's pretty an exciting time to be part of that program and wouldn't be surprised. I think the issue for Cincinnati was, you started so far back. I don't know if they were actually ranked in the preseason, but now there's a good chance, depending on who they bring back, they could be in the top 10, which is important if you want to get to that top
0: four if you went out. Agreed. They could be bringing back, they should be bringing back a lot of guys on that roster. So we'll see. Are they, is incidentally going to expand roster size? Because with the amount of guys that are coming in and the amount of guys they're going to take their extra year of eligibility, there's gonna be guys like Manny Diaz said, left with nowhere to go. So many guys yeah. entering the portal, so many guys taking that extra year of eligibility, and we got all the incoming freshmen. They're gonna to have to expand rosters, the ability. Um, so that's and and maybe scholarships for the these next couple of years. I I don't know how that's gonna work. There's gonna, cause you're gonna have teams like any of your SECs and your Power Fives that can afford to expand uh football uh scholarship rosters right but your your smaller schools like the mac schools are not going to be able to afford to expand and there's just going to be a bigger uh discrepancy in um your top to your bottom so i, I don't know how they're doing it. i mean if it, maybe they're just going to keep it all the same and something nothing's going to change roster size wise and guys are just going to be left in the dust And they're going to be playing in the uh, fan-controlled football league with Johnny Football come the spring when they realize, oh, crap, I don't have a roster spot. That might be a thing, you know? Quavo. Quavo's got a team. That might be, hey, maybe that's what we do in the spring. We follow the fan-controlled football league. Yes. Uh, And we control a a team.
1: Yeah. I think it's an NCAA question.
0: I think they'll have to answer that. um, I think they may have, and I'm pretty sure everything else is status quo and just guys are going to be left in the dust. Yeah. So. Interesting. uh, We're going to move on to the two games that matter the most. The first, of course, Notre Dame not meeting any type of expectations or meeting their subpar expectations that the rest of the country has had for them over the last, since 1998, where they've lost every single BCS or college football playoff game that they have ever been in. It was like 0-8. Did you see that? Stat yeah. you sent me, yeah, 08 and eight, oh, eight, or something like that. Uh thirty-one to twenty-four loss to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Horrendous. Like, at what point does does Notre Dame? It's like a Jim Harbaugh thing, right? Yeah, it's like the right? Michigan Jim Harbaugh thing. You're not gonna get better than Brian Kelly. You're you're there, right? At least, I mean. Notre Dame would rather be sitting where Notre Dame's at than rather be sitting where Michigan's at, but Michigan's are probably just one step below Notre Dame in that like they they can't jump over that hurdle. They're going to be ranked Michigan forever, but they'll never beat Ohio State essentially with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Notre Dame with Brian Kelly, they'll they'll likely be in that college football playoff or or in that 5 and 6 spot every single year, but they'll never make it to the big game and if they do, they will lose. Embarrassingly, right? Is um, that going to change?
1: No. no well, here's the, here's the issue. So that uh, during all this, you know, break pre-game, it down
0: for us, Tony. You know, pr- all this pregame talk. You know,
2: Kelly was saying, "Hey, we're a lot more physical. We're we're
0: physical." Oh, he made he made us all believe we're different. This time's yeah. going to be different around. And I did you believe it because I was an idiot and I was gullible and I believed it.
1: No, I I, I believe it in the sense of. Physical means you're gonna run the ball right down someone's throat and control the game. And when you face a team like Alabama, not only do you have to be physical, you gotta be physical. You gotta be. You gotta be fast. You you gotta have fundamentals. You can't have penalties. You can't have um, play calls that set you back. And Notre Dame just you know they were physical. They were physical, but they lost thirty one fourteen. That they have. They need to recruit. Obviously, the difference in that game was speed. You know, speed and um, defensive backs compared to the Alabama wide receivers, which we'll touch on one of them coming up. Um, you know, it was just Najee Harris literally. Oh my
0: gosh, him over a grown ass six foot plus man.
1: Yeah, oh. just just Incredible. ridiculous. It, it shows on. I mean, it's going to show on tape. And if you're like you said, Brian Kelly's a great coach, and he's got Notre Dame right where they want to be. Now, how do you beat these um, teams like Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, um, even with LSU, for instance? When last year they had, you know, had all the speed receivers and running back, and obviously Joe Burrow. And you, know, how do you compete? Because you step, you are a step behind those teams, regardless if you're number four this year or whatever. You need to recruit that talent, especially on defense, especially on defense.
0: I, I, I can't I can't disagree with you one bit um i I don't I don't see where the the tide turns for Notre Dame maybe this is just it maybe they'll never win a national championship ever again uh you know it to me i I think uh that game got away from them Jeez, the 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 oh, be... freaking ESPN sorry no, you're fine.
1: Um, you know, the game got away from them in the sense of, you know, Alabama's just that good. And if you look at Alabama's scores this year and the and the SEC, uh, whatever people's opinions are about the SEC this year, they they dominated almost every single game. Uh, I think every single game uh, besides maybe Florida, and that was a 50-40 to 40 game. So no defense can solve them, and Ohio State will have that, I guess, spoiled the game for – uh, or listeners who didn't watch the game. But, you know,
0: no, team has, been able, it, Tony.
1: Yeah, no team has been able to uh, solve that puzzle of Alabama's offense. And so Notre Dame, you know, it obviously did not have the answer, and the game got away from them. I do believe, though, um, that if you commit to yourself to having that uh, running game um, with enough passing, you, it works. In college, though, it's you gotta have. You gotta not, have yeah,
0: you're talking. Yeah. I feel like you're talking like. That's the NFL. You got. You got. You got. You gotta be able to spread people out. With it's a, you gotta uh, spread it out at the college level. Yep, so. Yep. Um, the game that was way more interesting, even though at the end of the day the score wasn't, it got away at the end. Clemson versus Ohio State. Now that was a game. The first half was great. I must nope. say, and there was it was heated. there's a lot of hard hits. I got real nervous when Justin Fields went down. I thought Justin Fields shattered three ribs at least. He had I thought he had the Drew Brees specialty, and just all his ribs are gonna be broken from that crack, that targeting call. Yeah. I mean, that guy just. Drew, I'm surprised that linebacker on Clemson that led with the crown of his helmet. He, one he's complaining. Like he, like he didn't do something wrong, which is absurd. Two, he's so lucky he didn't get taken away on a stretcher and paralyzed for the rest of his life the way he just crunched his spine and his neck. Like mm-hmm. the absolute – that one play, I remember watching that a hundred times, I felt like. Um, but what a game. Ohio State wins. Uh, if you didn't tell, Alabama won that other game. Ohio State wins. Uh, Justin Fields goes off. Justin Fields, the, is, is he back? Is Justin Fields back? Because the Justin Fields we just saw here, throwing for what, five or six touchdowns? Six touchdowns? Something like that. I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw for 400 yards on the dot. But uh, Justin Fields is not, this Justin Fields we just saw is not the Fields we saw the last two months. This guy is a number two overall pick at the Jets. Do you You agree? Do you agree? Uh, I don't know. If he he puts on the performance that he just did at the national championship and he puts him back to back like that, is he back in the top ten of this draft?
1: oh yes I think there's four or five maybe more teams here will as the offseason rolls that will be wanting a young future quarterback what about
0: top five
1: top five is interesting so um I-, I do think he you know you know if healthy obviously this rib injury uh he finished the game but you know ribs are a uh, an injury that needs time to heal
0: but I think uh, he's probably bruised I doubt he broke any ribs but I haven't I haven't heard anything. I I haven't heard anything either. I I mean, I'm on the record saying a month ago, Justin Fields is a second, third rounder. Because that's how he was playing. He He was horrific. He was not who he was last year at all for the bulk of this season. And what is it? Was it maybe COVID coming into play? Was losing some offensive line due to COVID? Was it the lack of... Preparation together as a team, but pretty much most other quarterbacks dealt with the same type of issues that he was dealing with, right? Yeah. Um, Was it maybe only playing six games? He's the best quarterback in his conference, and he's dealing with situations like that. Uh, I don't know, but. I
1: I think I I have I think I have the answer. What is it? Thurman.
0: So uh, you think it back. is? What about Master T? Master T was one of the best running backs until he got his concussion in the uh, Michigan State game, and then Mr. Trey Sermon, who I got his stats pulled up for this, Mr. Sermon, which we mentioned uh, last episode during the Big Ten Championship, where he ran for three hundred thirty one yards, which which doubled his, which was like a bulk of his entire like season already, which that doubled his season running was was that one game. Before that was that Michigan State game was the first time he broke hundred yards this season at one hundred and twelve. The man's a senior, right? He just ran yeah. one hundred ninety three yards, thirty one carries. He he reminds me. Who's he remind you of? Name name the quarter. Name a running back that he reminds you of from recently in college or anyone. He reminds me a lot of uh, Demarco Murray. Okay, uh, I can I don't know see if it's that. From-
1: he is from Oklahoma. I don't know if that's what, or he went to Oklahoma and transferred. But he's got that. He's got that speed, but he's got the power, um, and he's able to stay on his feet too. Which I think uh, against Clemson, you know that he, he took that. He takes the first hit and he keeps going. And, and I think uh, the past two games, that's what I've noticed. He just keeps going. I've got
0: I've got a comparison for you, and I'm double checking the weight and the size on them. Yes. Okay, I've got. I think this is, is like very similar comparison. Bo Scarbo. Okay. Can you see it? I can see it. Yeah. Both six one, Trey is about twenty pounds lighter, and I think that he he's exactly twenty pounds lighter. He's two fifteen. Bo Scarbo is two thirty five, and I, uh, and I feel that that twenty pounds is making Trey Sermon, uh weight a bit more uh, agile. You don't see, You won't see Bo Scarba uh, hurtling guys. We saw Trey Sermon attempt to hurdle a man. Um, I think that 20 pounds makes him a little bit more uh, shifty than like a Bo. But he reminds me of a Bo. Just a big, he's a big dude. 6'1", 215, 6'1", 235. Those are big dudes.
1: Yeah, and uh, and he's fast too. I think uh, the the broadcasters, uh, Kirk Street, really pointed out you know, he's coming off a knee injury uh, that it only takes time, especially when you're in a position where, um, you know, you're trying to keep weight off and, and you're trying to get stronger every time, every every practice, every game. And now you're in a COVID year where you're limited practicing. And um, he transferred in to Ohio State. So
0: I think we're finally seeing um, kind of From so Oklahoma. Many, yeah, transfer, he's got the opportunity now. And, and
1: the past two games, He's made other teams respect the run game, where Northwestern didn't have an answer for it. Uh, Clemson, uh, yeah, Clemson didn't have an answer for anything. And that's, no. that's a compliment, because that defense is good. That Clemson team's good.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Now, moving on to the national championship, we've got Ohio State-Alabama. Now, eh, if 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 we didn't see a Trey Sermon and a Justin Fields go off the way they did, I would say Alabama by the tide by a million. But I think this may be one of the most competitive national championships since we saw that Clemson. Uh, since we saw, we got the birth of Tua. A few years back, Alabama Clemson. Do you remember that uh, game? Georgia, yeah. Oh, was it Georgia? Yeah, in no, the snap, line. yeah. Alabama, no, Georgia, ge- that's right. The birth of Tua um and and um and what's his face? Jake Fromm was there. Yes. Uh the, the that game was very close. An amazing endings. I think we may be seeing. we may be in store for something just like that, I think. Because I think Ohio State, if they play like they just played last game, we've got ourselves down to the wire a, f- a, f- a hundred burger up on the board uh, combined points. Um, if we get our Ohio State team that we saw in November, boy, it's going to be a long night for the Buckeyes. Yeah. Because I think Alabama showing up no matter what. It's the... Which Buckeyes are showing up? Do we get December Buckeyes or do we get November Buckeyes? You know... Or do we get, sorry, November Justin Fields or December Justin Fields? November Trey Sermon or December Trey Sermon? Because all three of those are really different people and teams, and we really need to see December uh, Sermon, Fields, and Buckeyes.
1: I mean, I agree. you, You want to
0: pick... Oh, I'm picking the Buckeyes.
1: Picking the Buckeyes. I'm picking uh, the
0: Buckeyes, and it's gonna be a close one.
1: For me, you know, I'm looking at uh, how do you how do you attack this Alabama? Their Alabama defense isn't your typical Alabama defense. They they have weaknesses, and and you can attack them with a good offense, which we you know Ohio State has. The problem is, is that offense is so gosh dang good with Najee Harris and Devontae Smith and and Mac Jones. Um, how do you slow them down? And you know, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, no one's had the answer for that. So what can Ohio State do to figure that answer out? You know, there's different ways you can attack it. You know, ball control, if, if field, it's in sermon, kind of eat the clock up, and um, you know, don't you just control the clock, keep them off the field. Sometimes that's the best answer if you don't, if you don't have the the guys on the defensive end. You know, limiting my I, I I do feel uh, I am rooting for Ohio State, but I, I'm gonna pick Alabama to win. Um, they just Mac Jones doesn't make any mistakes and Devontae Smith, you know Wade, this is Wade's time if he wants to be a uh, the number one cornerback in the draft. Shut Devonte Smith down. That's a challenge for Wade, you know. I think it's uh, gonna be
0: a, I think it's gonna be a heck of a battle between defensive back, the, the uh, wide receiver. I think it's going to yep. be probably Devontae Smith's biggest challenge uh, this his season. So yep. I I like it. We're going head-to-head right now. Um, next Monday, what time is the game? Is it like a 6 o'clock game or are we talking like a 9 o'clock game? Because I don't have it uh, in front of me.
1: Nine o'clock, on your end, on the East, I think 9, be 9 o'clock, 8, 15 or whatever, or 9, 15, whatever it is. Let me look it up. Oh, so it's eight o'clock your end, seven o'clock in the central time zone.
0: Eight p.m. Yep, eight p.m. All right, I can take it. I can take it. Um, sorry, give a give the fans an update, the listeners update. Check in my eBay watch list because we got some. Uh, I completely forgot about it and completely. Uh, Ignored my Joe DiMaggio that I was looking at. But I am winning a Tyler Medakevich, uh card. Um, ends in an hour, 43 minutes. Hopefully I can snag that. But let's head to the Heisman finalists. Uh, we got the Heisman announced on Tuesday. Now, let me ask you this. Are we next episode... Are we coming out with the episode after the national championship? We
1: we can recap
0: the the national championship. Well, the national championship's on Monday. Next episode is next oh, Sunday. Yeah. We're gonna record another one before the national championship. I think we record. We're gonna drop the episode after the national championship. Yeah,
1: like Tuesday. Uh, Monday we
0: night.
1: A, yeah, we can do Monday night. Monday we can night. Do a, be a quick
0: one. Yep. It'll be a quick on Monday night, and we'll drop it to Monday night on the way to Tuesday on the way to work on Tuesday. Uh, after the national championship. But uh, on Tuesday, this week, we have the Heisman finalist first ever uh, Heisman presentation digitally announced and presented. Kind of sucks, though, if you're like... I mean, you kind of got a You're a college football player right now. It's what you're used to. Everything's digital. Everything is um, remote. But, man, what a bummer because the pageantry of the Heisman trophy presentation, it, it, it's up there with, like, the Masters for me, you know? It's yeah. something that's so, like, historic. Seeing all those, those – the, the fraternity of all the other winners it, up on the, on the stage there, we're not going to see it this year. So, I mean, that's a bummer. Whoever wins it and then whoever's actually going to – of the, of the four that are going to be there, that sucks. So, um, But speaking of the four that are going to be there, we've got four. We've got three quarterbacks and one wide receiver. We have Kyle Trask from Florida, Mac Jones from Alabama, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, and Devontae Smith from Alabama. Now, uh, Devontae Smith has shattered records as wide receiver this year. What does he have, over 20 touchdowns? Or he has 20 touchdowns on the year, I believe. Yeah. Which is absolutely ludicrous to have that as a wide receiver at the collegiate level. Now, uh, I think Devontae Smith wins it, and I think he's our first uh, non-running back quarterback winner since uh, what's-his-face Desmond Howard. Am I right? You're right. That's right. Who do you who do you have winning this thing? Oh man,
1: I you know, I first of all I'm gonna say Devontae Smith. Um, but I feel like for there's two things. Number one, you know, what he's done in the limited amount of games now. SEC played close to a full schedule. I think they only missed a couple non con games. Um, or I don't think they played any. No, so, I don't nobody gonna, played any. I don't yeah. So they they didn't have a full schedule. Um but what he did during that time um, was remarkable for a wide receiver. Uh, and, but, you know, Mac Jones is throwing those same balls to him, so you got to give Mac Jones some credit there too. Uh, but Devontae Smith, as a wide receiver, stole the show. I also don't think the quarterback stats for Lawrence, Trask, or Mac Jones are inflated as much because the lack of games. So I, I do feel like Devontae Smith's resume sticks out so much more because he was able to accomplish – you know all that for a wide receiver. So Devonte Smith stole the show, and I feel like he gets the Heisman. The second thing I wanted to bring up was, and I'm, Chris, we could talk briefly about this. What do you think about the timing? You know, obviously with COVID messing the the, you know, announcing the Heisman winner until this week. Do you like it, or do you wish it was earlier? I no, like
0: they it. should announce it because everything should come into consideration. I like it.
1: I like it, too. I, I think it should become before the national championship. But basically, we watched Trask and Lawrence eliminate themselves. You know, the way Trask threw three, three picks in the first uh, quarter of, you know, the biggest game of the season. Now, you know, you could talk about the lack of talent that opted out. The top four wide receivers opted out in Florida. I get that. But you can't you can't play like that in the biggest game, no matter who's lining up or not. And then Lawrence, um, a good Ohio State team, but Ohio State defense that, you know, most people would say before all this was flawed. You know, Indiana throwing all those yards, Northwestern having some success, and Lawrence didn't look all that great. Um, and so props to Ohio State, but also that goes against winning the Heisman, in my opinion. So, you know, Devontae Smith looked absolutely fantastic in that game. And Mac Jones just, I compared him to Al Smith earlier this year in, in one of our podcasts. And that's a compliment because I know you're rooting against Alex Smith tonight, but Alex Smith is the ultimate pro and and does whatever it takes for his team to win. Same same as Mac
0: Jones. I can't I can't disagree with you much there. I must say that I like how like they decide the finalists. It makes you really um, it makes it count everything. So yeah. I I mean I think a better debate would be who is two, three, and four. Who's your two three four out of this uh, these finalists? I've got mine, and I can give you mine. Or do you want to oh, yeah. go first?
1: I, yeah, I I'll go first. I mean I think
0: Smith, Jones, Trask, and Lawrence. I think uh Smith Jones Lawrence Trask, gotcha. I mean, the only thing that's gonna boost up Trask is if you put his numbers next to Joe Burrow from last year. They're identical, but you gotta you gotta uh, account the last game, and Trevor Lawrence threw for four hundred yards, and Kyle Trask had one of his worst games of the year. So,
1: yeah, I I, I look at Lawrence and those yards. You know, as fantasy anybody who has a fantasy team, a quarterback you root for those trash yards, and Ohio State was up what four touchdowns? Um, so you know, Ohio State was playing that vanilla D um, for a lot of that fourth quarter. You know, yeah, it because, could be boosting them. Yes, yeah, you know, but you know, I, I you know Lawrence missed two games due to COVID, and that's no fault to him, and you know you don't want to penalize anybody for that but you know he missed two games and they they missed games due to the scheduling already this year and trance like you said played a shortened schedule but put up similar numbers to burrow just didn't show up that last game or didn't have some of his teammates uh, play either but uh I, I mean you know third and fourth it's like uh you know you know bronze and you know obviously smith and jones you know, were the main guys and then the last the lawrence has the ultimate prize being uh the number one overall pick.
0: Yeah, you could say that, but, I mean, whenever you win this, you are you are set for life when you get this Heisman Trophy. Um, it's like... Uh, it's like inheriting, like, a property that will never depreciate. You know, you'll always be able to be Attach that Heisman Trophy winner next to you're always gonna get paid to do something.
1: Those Nissan commercials. Whether
0: yeah, a Nissan commercial, you get you get a spot in the Nissan Heisman house, and then you could speak anywhere, you could clinic anywhere, and you just make money. You can just join a, a fan controlled football league like five years after you're just washed up and like Right. Exactly. You you'll always get money. You're gonna be paid forever. Yep. I mean I don't know what you'd want. Would you rather have the Heisman or would you rather be a number one overall? Well, he's going, he's going to Jacksonville with who knows who
1: they're Because you got to, to think
0: beat. of the pressure on top of that. After you win the Heisman, it's not like you You, you could have the Heisman and the pressure, right? But a Devontae Smith with the Heisman, or would you rather be a number one overall pick of like a Trevor Lawrence? Because Trevor Lawrence can flop. He, could, he be. could be. And- he could be a, a hated person in like – three years down the line and everyone just hates Trevor Lawrence. We're going to be Devontae Smith and nobody will ever hate you. You're a wide receiver winning Heisman Trophy winner.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... Lawrence has... I had that pressure on him since high school. Um, And so I don't think he fears being drafted number one. I do think... You know, Dabble made that comment about uh, it'd be a shame if, you know, Lawrence would leave college and, and his name not be associated with that trophy. But, um...
0: So then stay. I,
1: he should stay, st- Trevor. I, I would not be stunned if he did stay. Yeah, he's, in not, a norm- he's not
0: staying. He's not leaving millions of dollars on the table. Well, He'd be dumb to stay.
1: I agree 100%. But in a normal circumstance, um, non, non-pandemic non or post-pandemic, probably who knows where we'll be in, in that time. Um, but it would be a, a tough or maybe a little tougher decision to stay in the sense of who was Jackson going to do organization wise, who's the head coach, general manager? They don't know what the hell's going on down there, let alone the Jets at number two. Um, you know, he's got an option now with everything going on in our country, around the world. Um, you got
0: to take the money. You got to take you the gotta, money. You got to take yep. the money. I also have, um, we'll shift to one other big news in the national landscape. We got Herman out at Texas. Fired after what four years I believe, and uh, Steve Sarkeesian is in at the University of Texas as the new head coach. But new development as of I think today, he has announced he made an he has made a commitment to Saban and the Crimson Tide. He will be staying with them until the end of the national championship, which is. To me, kind of shocking, because you rewind back four years ago, Lane Kiffin was in the same exact seat as Steve Sarkeesian, and he was kind of told, no, you're not staying. You're taking this job. That means you're not committed to us. Leave. And he told him to leave, and he did not stay for national championship that year, and he went to FAU. Why do you think it's different for Sark versus Kiffin? Maybe because the relationship is better with Sark. That's the only thing that makes sense to me versus Kiffin. Um, he also is Lane Kiffin, you know? Thoughts? Yeah,
1: I, I think um, with Kiffin, uh, he was going to Ole Miss. I think he was going to stay. Uh, no, from- he, he went to FAU afterwards. FAU, that's right. And then he jumped to Ole Miss.
2: Um,
1: I think with the situation, obviously when Kiffin left for FAU, they lost that national championship game and then Shark took over that game and they just didn't look the same against Clemson. Um, Saban, you know, to me, you know, I, I why not? If he wants to stay, you're rolling. Why kind of rock the boat even more? Um if he wants to stay, I say let him stay one more game and let him coach. I do think personality-wise, you know, Kiffin probably was ready to go. Rocking the so, boat, you know. Yeah, and Saban, honestly, you know, he, he's a great – he's a Hall of Fame coach and uh, maybe the best ever to coach in the college ranks. But um, he probably – you know, Saban's like, okay, go. We'll take – we'll be fine. And it didn't work out for him that year. So I feel like this year maybe there's a better relationship uh, – more personalities that are on the same page and you know uh, why not go one more game with all this talents that we just talked about and uh, you know I, I do think a personality with Kiffin was the reason why he was asked or why he left and, saved and didn't mind shutting the door after
0: he left
2: all right well
0: What else you got for national landscape, Tony? Because I'm capped out on national landscape.
1: No, I think, um, you know, it's got a great game coming up. And um, I I really am hoping for, uh, you know, as a college football fan, hoping for a great game. And if Ohio State comes out with that same determination and um, fortitude as they did against Clemson, Hopefully they got something in the in the weight room with Alabama. I don't know if you saw that on the graphic. They the whole time they lifted weights in the summer. They, they had the in the winter they had the score of the Clemson game. Hopefully they got some type of thing in the weight room this next eleven days or ten days,
0: uh, and uh, they come out and and hopefully we have a great game. I think it's going to be a close one. It's going to be closer than any of these uh, semifinal games, um, as, as per usual. But we're going to head into Temple talk. <laughs> It's going to be a quick one here with Temple Talk. We've got a Temple Transfer Portal update for you all. We've got our boy Linwood Crump that we mentioned last episode or two episodes ago that he had entered the portal. He has now joined Vince Pacozzi at the Colorado State University and Steve Adazio out in Colorado. Leonard Crump out in Colorado. Everyone is immediately eligible. Um, who else? Oh, and Arnold, a defensive line. Arnold, I'm gonna butcher it. Ebiketti has transferred to Penn State. That is a that's a tough one to take. Uh, transferring within state to to a big time rival of the Owls, but. Let's see. I'd be interested to see who else we get from the portal in, into our program. Hopefully, Rod Carey can be a big portal guy. Um, we've got uh, who is it? The top portal player that is uncommitted, I believe, is a defensive end named jt tamawalu do you know him why does that last name sound familiar
1: i don't know I, I don't recognize i don't recognize the name
0: oh no no no. never mind he's not he's not a portal he's he's a uh, high school recruit he's just the number three overall recruit never mind he's going to ohio state predicted 92 percent sorry those are 2021 uh kids I wish they had – they should have a portal for, uh, like, a ranking of who's in the portal. That would be great.
1: I'd love to see that. There's a new new rule. I'd
0: Um, love to see that. Yeah. Right now, Temple is ranked in the 2021 recruiting class, 94th overall. Um, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, LSU, right out of your top five. So, no surprise there. But I got nothing else for the Temple Owls. We got our big announcement next episode. Stay tuned. I'm annou- I announced the announcement at the beginning of the episode. This is the pre the preface to the announcement. The preface to the announcement. Big announcement next episode. Stay tuned. Um, I got nothing else for y'all. Ooh, I threw in a y'all like. I'm not even rooting for Alabama, and I threw that in there. That's um, that's a bad moment. Yeah. Uh, no it's not go Bucks uh, go Owls go red
2: hawks peace out you cut out a piece of me and now I bleed internally left hand without you without you and it hurts for me to think about what life could possibly be like without you without you I can't believe that You would've believed me. Fuck all of your reasons I lost my shit, you know I didn't mean it Now I see it You run and repeat it And I can't take it back So in the past is where we'll leave it <laughs> So there you go, oh Can't make a wife out of a oh, oh I'll never find the words to say I'm sorry, but I'm scared You cut out a piece of me and now I bleed